This short is brought to you by Lens Protocol. My bet is that your community of collectors will outpace your community of followers over time. Mm. And, mm. and the reason being is because when you build a collector, that collector is interoperable. You can build yeah. an audience on sound, on Zora, on Lens, on Manifold, on all these platforms that empower creators. And with a tweet or with an email, I can shift their attention to come with me to that platform, right? Totally. So if you look at 2018, when TikTok was on the rise, a lot of the infamous Instagram creators that were sort of like, uh, I guess, legacied into their system that everybody knew, loved and adored now became less relevant because mm. now there was a wave of TikTok creators and they built viral audiences with, with better distribution and uh, more power, essentially, and more brand, more brand revenue being attributed to them than the Instagram creators, flat out, right? So my bet is that the next wave of the creator economy is going to empower your community of collectors over your community of followers, because mm. then you you own that audience wherever you go. Your community of collectors follow, whereas what you just just said right now, right now we're building followings and we're publishing on platforms that are gated silos, right? And it's very difficult for a creator to basically transfer their audience from one platform to another, and then they become slaves to the algorithms. And then they yeah. get burnt out by, by consistently uh, publishing and trying to feed into the distribution algorithms, you know? So, whereas as, as a community of collectors, like you don't need all 20,000 of your collectors to collect something at the spot. Like you could get 1% of them to do that and you yeah. could still make a living out of your creative endeavors. So I'm at the situation where my community of collectors have already outpaced my community of followers and mm. from building on lens, from doing free NFTs, doing paid NFTs. And it's a consistent experiment. I don't know if it's going to pan out the right way, but I'm already seeing how this value could look like long-term. Yeah. It's really interesting. Um, I am incredibly curious to see how this changes both creator behavior and distribution. So I also, I keep shouting out Gabby because we just had this conversation, but it's also so relevant to this one. Something I think about a lot that we talked about on that episode is distribution not being centralized really changes the game for what that might even look like. Because in general, yes, like even if collectors outpace followers, you still need a discovery mechanism. And so I think the like sort of I always I like to call it physics because that's like it's like the rules of these digital spaces and how they sort of exist. The the physics around discoverability in these spaces when you don't have centralized distribution, I think is going to be fascinating to watch. And then I also think what it's going to start to potentially do is if you kind of think about like um human human I think that like creators are basically relationship um I don't even know what the right word is. Like, if you think about parasocial relationships, even if you don't go that far, I think a lot of, at least my relationship with creators is basically like, they're a friend, right? Like, that's how I engage with them. And that's how I see them. And so consistency and these other things actually still matter a lot. I think algorithms that we use for distribution today um, sort of encode those specific things that we know to be true about human nature. We know that in order for users to enjoy certain creators, you want that consistent relationship. We know that in order for um, creators to get that attention, they also need to create content that's like relatively different, whatever. 
if you strip that that layer away, I'm very curious to see what still remains as these like fundamental, just human raw things that we want in a relationship with a creator. Um, and I don't know if you have like an opinion on what some of those things might be, yeah. but I think it's going to be fascinating. I, what you're alluding to is essentially email, because if you can own mm. your audience and own your distribution, then you are the platform 100%, yeah. you know, and you no longer need to build your audience on the accompanying platforms. I have a newsletter. I have my audio, uh, my audio networks, my YouTube is slacking, but whatever we're <laughs> building or building it. And then I experiment with free and paid NFTs. Mm. And over time, I've been able to build a community of collectors who, whose emails are also attributed to, to their wallet address, right? And it was all opt-in, right? So now anytime I have an announcement or I want to distribute something that also has a call to action of collecting something, I'm able to do so accordingly. And I may be an outlier with that, but I think if platforms build tools that allow creators not only to own their audience via minting stuff, but also find ways to own their distribution as well, then you've completely changed the game 100%. Mm, yeah. Cause right, yeah. cause right now we're still dependent on the, on the like majestic algorithms of TikTok, you know, <laughs> and, and how they distribute content and how they create literally an influencer out of almost anyone, you know? Yeah. Now it makes you think like with higher quality, like with higher quantity of influencers, like what's the quality in that? You know, like mm -hmm. you often see people with like a million followers on TikTok not getting shit engagement, you know, for a video that they post. So there's many factors that contribute to that. But my bet, again, as creators discover crypto, as creators discover NFTs, Web3, all these, all these primitives, DAOs, whatever it may be, over time, their community of collectors will outpace their community of followers because they're just going to see it from a data perspective, from a, from a monetization perspective, from a communication perspective. I think there's more power of being able to integrate your audience in Web3 than there is in Web2. Mm. Maybe bias, but that's sort of like the, the sugar <laughs> that I've slightly tasted a little bit. Yeah. And I can yeah. see how that kind of like transforms big picture. Yeah. It's interesting too, because it's like, is it, I think being a creator today, yes, is like there's work involved, but I would assume that you're doing on average, like more because it's your responsibility then if you're owning the platform to some degree. Um, and maybe they're just tools that come in and help make that easier. But like, I think a lot of this stuff is also a matter of, you know, how much time and energy are you ready to put into, um, building your distribution outside of certain platforms, which is basically an investment at the end of the day. Um, but it's an upfront investment for a much longer term benefit. And obviously humans love, humans love short-term gratification over long-term investment. Definitely. What's up, guys? Thank you for listening. If you've gotten this far, then you are a champ and I owe you a free listener pin. Go to adamlevy.io forward slash NFT, fill in your info, and I'll distribute the NFT towards the end of the season. By collecting your pin, you prove your contribution to the season and get exclusive access to content, allow lists, and more. So be sure to collect yours. Also, please make sure to rate and subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening. This helps me out so much. And finally, hit me up on Twitter at LevyChain. I want to hear what you're building, the latest crowdfund you're trying to complete, or if you simply want to chat. I love talking about where crypto meets the creator economy, and it's no different if it's coming from you directly. So thanks again for your support. It means the world, and I'll see you on the next episode.